0: going on everybody coming at you a little early this week it is Tuesday night episode 296 of top rope nation Ryan drosty here with Justin joint as always uh Justin some scheduling quirks later in the week so we had to come at the listeners a little early and we wanted to anyways because we wanted to get some of our thoughts out there on backlash before it becomes too much old news but uh, how are you doing t- uh, this week how is your week going so far?
1: Oh, uh, not too bad. I was a little worried coming into tonight that I would be distracted during the show. Uh, you know, back in the days when it was the three of us, I, I could get away pretty easily with having the TV on in the background. Um, we had, we had somebody who always had a lot to say, so I could sometimes zone out, <laughs> but, uh, you know, that's not the case anymore. And I was planning on having the Celtics game on in the background, mm. but I do not have to because they are getting beat by damn near 20. Oh, God. Oh, well, thank you, Michael Jenkinson. Right on time.
0: <laughs> of course. Well, you know what? We're, we're happy to have you get a little distracted here tonight. Just as we talk a little pro graps with the listeners. Appreciate everyone tuning in live right now on facebook and youtube and twitch and twitter and everywhere else we are streaming or even after the fact if you are catching us on demand justin i gotta ask you what do you got in the glass tonight anything at all a little buffalo trace Ooh, solid yep, solid I, choice
1: i didn't have any uh bourbons or scotches that like have snipping in the title or cutting or you know um killing millions of of sperm so (laughs) oh why do you why do you speak of that well well to tomorrow i'm going in under the knife quote unquote i don't think they actually do knives anymore but uh
0: yeah Yeah. getting snipped tomorrow drinking a little green spot oh nice i think our i think our friend who always had a lot to say would uh he would approve of this This i think i think i heard about this from kyle Crazy. yeah uh he ha-
1: he raved about that on his uh ireland trip i believe
0: yes indeed yes indeed so yeah i you know i feel like the listeners always expect to hear us talk about what we're drinking at this point on this show <laughs> almost seven years in so we, we got to throw that at the beginning so buffalo trace and green spot go pick up some bottles listeners if you haven't had them two solid solid drinks i don't think solid i've had whiskeys don't think i've had green spot is it pretty good it is good it's very smooth. Right. Very smooth. smooth. Yeah, I like it a lot, actually. So check it out. Maybe next time you're over here, Justin, you can uh, have a little bit of the green spot. Sounds good to me. um, As always, appreciate everyone who supports us on Patreon. Got an update on that. You see the name scrolling at the bottom of the screen. So the poll for the May edition of Top Rope Nation Classics just ended, and we have a winner. I have not even told Justin. So here's his live reaction. We'll be reviewing here in a couple of weeks. Super brawl one from 1991. Nice. Yes, yes, indeed. Yes. Love, love the early nineties. WCW. Fantastic. So to that. Hell yeah. I think, I think that was, uh, Matthew Madrell that nominated that he's been on the pod once before patron of the show. And, uh, He might be coming on with us to review that. Well, I'll have to reach out to him and and see. But uh, we're definitely looking to have guests on now with us on on TRN Classics and to bring on some of the Top Rope Nation patrons to join in on the fun. And, uh, you know, we had Jesse, of course, on last week. By the way, shout out Jesse Velasquez. Next Monday, he is going to start live streaming his show Definitely would love it if all the Top Rope Nation listeners checked out, subscribed to Jesse's YouTube channel. It will be a wrestling, Unplugged Wrestling podcast. You can find the link to that. He will be posting on his social media. So if you don't follow Jesse, at Jesse C. Velasquez or at Wrestling UNU, that's where you can find all of those links. So with all of that out of the way, Justin. Give me your grade for WWE Backlash. What did you think of the show on Saturday night? Um,
1: well, number one, first and foremost, I would give that crowd an A plus. I, I think that had to been close to like a, I don't know, top twenty five all time WWE crowd. Yeah,
0: yeah, definitely.
1: Uh, they were phenomenal. Um, and they made the show. Like, I if you if that was just your regular old uh, I mean, the very next night, Monday night raw crowd, mm-hmm. I think that really hurts the show a lot in, in, in a couple matches that I loved, well, liked a lot. I don't think I would have cared for as match or as much. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but since they were with that crowd, it, it was just incredible. It just makes all the difference in the world and it really, you know, watching Monday night raw the next night, it just shown an even brighter spotlight on how quiet that crowd is and how obvious the piped in noise is. I mean, it's embarrassing Mm -hmm. having said that, uh, I would give the show probably a B there was a, you know, a lot. I liked Mm -hmm. a lot of it felt out of nowhere and was honestly only made because of the fans because of the crowd. Um, and I, it doesn't really feel like there was a lot of interest storyline wise coming out of the show. Um, but it was still fun. I enjoyed it. I think we'll talk about it. The, uh, card, the way that was laid out, I, I think probably took it from at least a B plus down to a B, if not like an A minus, uh, things may have been a little different, especially you change the booking of the card and you change the booking of, cody and brock and i think this would have been a much better show
0: yeah yeah i'm i was at a b on this as well now for a lot of the reasons i always list if you're new to the show this is how i grade shows c is an average show uh b gotta have something on it i would rewatch. a gotta have a match of the year contender or like every single match very very solid with the good crowd which you know this was an mm-hmm. awesome crowd as you mentioned justin i would go b because not everything was great but there was some stuff on it that i would re-watch in fact i re-watched um the bianca belair eo sky match the next day with my daughters and so i did re-watch and i was very entertained by it a second time that was an excellent excellent match yeah
1: but that kind of goes to my point like i am right there with you i loved it it was uh and i kind of wanted to say my match of the night but that's tough to say with how much fun that street fight was Mm -hmm. but even you know bianca in eo that kind of came out of nowhere and it's not like eo yeah. sky has been you know had a lot of steam behind her it, it just seemed like they kind of threw him in there and what made it which was super weird was how much the crowd was into eo i just i didn't understand that at all i don't know if that's like if she's just someone we didn't realize puerto rico loved or if yeah. maybe maybe that is uh, more telling about how people feel about bianca's Uh, championship reign right now that maybe they're a little bored with it
0: Uh, maybe a sign that Vince McMahon is not in the back was that we didn't hear any bizarro world or bizarro land references in fact (laughs) the uh, commentary leaned into the fact that they were they pointed out they were cheering cheering Mm -hmm. Sky, and uh, yeah that did make it was for an interesting dynamic for sure Uh, I I honestly I think the money is in Bianca as a heel long term I think she Mm. is I think she is she can be a very good heel on the main roster. I really do, uh, but I like to see Io Sky get that shine. I mean, obviously, she's an awesome wrestler, great worker. We've seen it before in NXT for so long. Would like to see her get around with the title eventually. Um, I think this was the right result at this moment in time. But it was it was an excellent match. I rewatched it. I would rewatch the Bad Bunny stuff. There was some mm-hmm. stuff on the show that I disagreed with, specifically with you know where they laid out the matches as far as match order goes, which we'll talk about here in a second. But man, overall, I thought it was a very entertaining show. And the crowd was a, a big, big part of that. I can't quite go A on it, though. But it was it was mm-hmm. solid. I endorsed the show. Um, as far as what our listeners thought over on Twitter.com, yes, we are still using it because we do have a large following there. Although Twitter is getting more and more Oof. unusable by the day with that moron in charge over <laughs> there. <laughs> but as of right now. We did have 115 votes in the poll, so that's why we're still using it. As of now, we can still do polls, Justin. Do you know he's going to start charging people to do polls? You're oh going to have to be God. one of those marks that buys the blue check to do polls pretty soon. But as of right now, we can still do it. Did you and, see what uh, that monster's doing now? Yeah, that he's, he's, he's with that Tucker Carlson. I did see that. Oh And Andy's going to introduce video calls and DMs or something. Not even what I've talked about. He's deleting
1: accounts that haven't had any activity. In like seven years or something like that, which, you know, a a lot of those are like people that have died. And that's, you know, it's like the only way that you can kind of go back and relive, you know, somebody's life is with their Twitter accounts and now they're just fucking gone. What a monster.
0: People that are deceased. You want to keep that up for God's sakes. What's it matter? So so I know he's trying to get rid of like, well, actually, is he trying to get rid of trolls? I don't think so. i was trying to get rid of stagnant accounts or, or duplicates, but like. Yeah, it seems like he's trying to amp up the trolling. <laughs> but anyways, <laughs> as of now, at least we can, at least we can still uh, do the polls. Um, we don't have too many Nazis infiltrating our polls. Justin uh, sent by Elon Musk. So as of now, I don't know, it looks had, like
1: we got about seven percent of Nazis in our poll on this. Seven well,
0: percent, yeah, seven percent gave this show a D or an F. Not a D or an F show, guys. I, mean, I don't know what you were watching. Uh, always got some trolls there. Uh, fifty-seven percent, fifty-seven point four A, twenty-five point two B 10.4 C so overwhelmingly people between that a and B I think the people going a on it probably aren't quite as picky as we are but Mm -hmm. I mean over you know you can see in general people were very much approving of this show and I I can't disagree with them at all there it was it was a solid outing like we said that opening match um with Bianca the I guess the soon to be Smackdown Women's Champion still the Raw Champion (laughs) um defeating Io Sky, about an 18-minute match, solid stuff. Rollins and Omos, Seth got a lot of credit for carrying Omos here and having an acceptable match with him. I still wouldn't call it a good match, but like it was an acceptable match I, by the standards still, of Omos. Yeah, I, I mean, I would say it was probably
1: pretty easily his best match yeah. in the WWE. Um, I just thought it was kind of exactly what it needed to be. Um, yeah. I So I enjoyed it. I, I thought it was good.
0: We'll talk more about seth here in a little bit as it relates to that new world title and what happened on ross we'll come back to him uh yeah the triple threat austin theory lashley bronson reed i think i said when we we did the quick picks on last week's show i was like uh i guess i'll go with the title switch here because i don't think any titles are going to change hands but it made sense to keep it on austin theory he retained about seven minutes match was fine completely
1: forgettable match
0: yeah nothing ask
1: me in a year what the u.s title match was on backlash (laughs) i ain't gonna be able to tell you
0: exactly rhea ripley um retaining the for now smackdown women's championship against Zelina vega all right you know the outfit Zelina had on was very cool got to give her props in that Mm -hmm. dedicating the match to her father who tragically died Mm 9-11 when clearly she wasn't going to win this match i mean this was the one of the easiest picks on the, on the show, you know. I guess it's it's fine to acknowledge what happened with her dad and everything, and but I mean, we knew she wasn't going to win. Yeah,
1: <laughs> so I mean. it made for a nice moment before and after the match with the crowd, yeah, cheering her on. But once again, yeah. just like EO, kind of just pulling somebody out of the pile and throwing them into a world title match, just cold.
0: Yeah, San Juan Street fight. Now here's the big debate. I definitely would have had this in the main event slot. And there's a lot of back and forth on Twitter with some people on this. I, From most of the people I follow, including some of the bigger names in like wrestling media, were on kind of the side of this shit have main evented. Now, I know that these are not like traditionally your big stars. Rhodes, Cody, and Brock are. And so like, I understand the mindset of we want to put our biggest stars in the main event. But at the same time, Cody and Brock was not for a title. Um, and this was a unique show in that it is a premium live event in Puerto Rico where mm-hmm. they rarely run shows to begin with. And then you have, you know, one of the biggest music artists in the world wrestling on it, who happens to be from Puerto Rico. Mm-hmm. And you have all these run ins with, mm-hmm. you know, Savio Vega and Carlito scheduled you have to main event with this. You just, you just have to, based on knowing that crowd is going to go electric for bad bunny. Dude. I don't know, man. I'm telling you, I am a bad bunny stand now. Justin, <laughs> <laughs> I love this guy and he should have main evented. Um, you know, after this, the crowd died for yeah. the bloodline match, which well, has been their main storyline. I mean, part of that is it was the come down from such a cool match. Um, but I, it just, it should have gone on last. And then, especially when we get to how the main event ended, I don't think if you've, if you have booked that match to end in that fashion, Cody and Brock, then certainly you don't need a main event with that. Nope. So I I, I don't get it.
1: the thing I don't get is anybody you were arguing with online is the proof was in the crowd. They've, Mm -hmm. they absolutely died after the street fight. And, and you said, you know, they were quiet. For for the bloodline and uh Riddle Owens and Zayn match, I mean, they were still pretty quiet for Cody and Brock.
0: They, oh, they everything were, I mean, Cody was doing all of his offense was getting zero response. It, and this was yeah. such an electric crowd all night long. Yep. So I mean, you have the
1: proof right there that they made a mistake by not putting the street fight on last. I was I've been racking my brain trying to think of like why, especially once they had all the beats laid out for what was going to happen in the street fight, why mm-hmm. they wouldn't have put that on last. And like you said, you know, Cody Rhodes and Brock Lesnar are, you know, some of the tippy top guys, especially Brock. Can't really say that for Cody with the way things have been going the last couple months. But like you said, with the way they laid out that match, it didn't really make sense. So the only thing I could think of is that considering considering they were in Puerto Rico. That they had to have been worried if they did blood in Cody Rhodes and Brock Lesnar early that the crowd would possibly expect it in the street fight,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and maybe that would have killed some of the 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 fanfare that that match got, which that still doesn't even make total sense. That was just the only thing I could come up with as to why you know maybe they wanted to go with Rhodes
0: and Lesnar last. you know what's interesting, too. I mean, it was a long time ago, but this is a company who has gone the celebrity route in the main event at a pay-per-view before, um, the biggest show of the year, Hmm. WrestleMania 11. I mean, what main event of that show, Lawrence Taylor, Bam Bam Bigelow, right? Hartford, Connecticut. I mean, not too far away from New York where Lawrence Taylor played football and, you know, that main evented over your WWF title match between Sean and diesel. And, um, You know, there was a definitely a down period for the industry and Lawrence Taylor, one of the greatest linebackers of all time, but as a worldwide superstar, not, I don't think this is controversial to say Lawrence Taylor was not as big as bad bunny is 2023. I mean, bad bunny is streamed all over the world. I mean, Spanish speaking. Super music superstar all through Latin America and South America and, and, you know, with Europe and everywhere American football, especially in 1995, really only popular here <laughs> to a very limited extent in Europe. Mm-hmm. And you know, they made a venture with Lawrence Taylor here. It's, it's a B level pay-per-view in Puerto Rico where they never run. Like you have to main event. I just, I don't get the thinking there. And yeah, you said it, the proof was in the pudding and what happened afterwards. But that said, the match was a spectacle and it was entertaining as hell. Mm-hmm. I loved all of it. You know, uh, I haven't even said this yet. I loved the entrance way at this show.
1: Yes. More great subdued,
0: call. more subdued. Unique. You don't need the giant. Yeah. Unique. You don't need the gigantic Titan Tron at every single show. This is more in line with what they've done. Uh, like Royal Rumble a baseball stadium yeah. recently where it's, it's smaller. They're coming out of the dugout area here it was like they were coming out this narrow hallway with you know the led boards on the side and the fans hanging right over them and it almost called back to like the 90s when the entranceway was out from the corner Mm -hmm. um, and not straight on from the ring and it was such a unique feel and these wwe shows we have ranted on this for years that they feel so stale and even just something that small made it feel so much different and more exciting to me. Just even just from the entrances and the way the camera would kind of follow them out sometimes. Like I think when Bad Bunny came out, yes, that's right the right one I was Bunny, gonna mention. Yep. Right down. Yeah, and that was really cool. I loved that look. And it felt just like the fans were right on top of them because they were literally. And um, it's just you could feel the energy through your television. And uh I, I loved it. I loved the match, loved seeing Savio Vega. Did I ever tell you that I think I was behind Savio Vega at Disney World in 1997? No, I don't think so. Real quickly, I went to Disney World in the summer of 1997. T- I've told the story before how at Epcot, I rushed to the Canada section to buy a Canadian flag. Yes, I remember this during the Hart Foundation era. I can't remember what ride it was, but I was behind a man in, r- in line and I he was big and I am like 95%, it was Savio Vega. <laughs> I was 13, 13, yeah, 13 at the time, going into eighth grade. Big WWF fan, obviously. I'm pretty sure I was behind Savio Vega in that line. <laughs> Anyways, I love the match. Your thoughts, Justin?
1: Uh, to piggyback on what you said, I can't imagine there being anybody who's watching the show being like, eh, I, I wish, you know, the stage that I see every single week for five <laughs> yeah, hours I'm a kidding. week. We, no, who knows There, no. Nobody is saying that. And it's not like we're asking for them to go back to the the giantly produced unique stages from you know the late 90s and early 2000s. We don't need that. Just yeah. You know, kind of build it towards the place that you're at, you know, make it unique. That that's all. Um then the other thing I would shout out is it has some kinks. I think the person operating it might have been a little drunk, but I loved the drone stuff. And I, I'm actually, honestly, oh, I like
0: that too. Yeah, yeah
1: I, I'm kind of shocked that we haven't seen that until now, at least not that I can remember.
0: I saw some people on Twitter, maybe some of you are watching, chime in in the chat room that didn't like it. I thought that was awesome. I loved the opening where that drone came into mm-hmm. the arena and then flew over the crowd and they all went crazy for it. That was so unique. That was really, really cool. I yeah, I mean, th- there was all sorts of cool. I, w- you know, the way it kind of
1: flew around, getting the entire crowd. And then at one point, and like I said, there's some kinks, some timing, but it, it flew up right behind somebody making their entrance for a really cool shot. It's just, they kind of miss it. The person was already too far ahead, but, uh, I loved it. I, I think I'll give me that every day instead of those stupid giant CGI graphics.
0: <laughs> no kidding. Justin are we being too kind to WWE right now what is happening <laughs> <laughs> I did I liked watching the show a lot and I love that it was on a Saturday night god mm-hmm. damn keep that up yep. man absolutely
1: keep that up. absolutely but yeah everything to your point this match was just I don't think it's anything we haven't really seen before just as far as the match goes but when you have that crowd and the Carlito comeback was freaking amazing with the apple and everything and Mm -hmm. as you already pointed out Savio Vega and the way they aligned all of that I'd be curious do you think Carlito could come back for a while I know he he came back
0: at a a rumble recently didn't he I mean it looked like he could still go yeah I I think so he was pretty sour on the business Mm -hmm. you know when he left I remember that but yeah I think so I think definitely it'd be I'd be interested to see the reaction he would get across the rest of the country, you know, as compared to his, his hometown and how long that pop would last for seeing him return. Like, he got a nice pop in the Rumble, I remember when he came I, back. But I would say for your average Raw show, it'd probably be lukewarm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but uh, Taylor in the chat, 1997 Disney. Did you get a mock pro wrestling illustrated mag cover with your mug? I wish. I wish. I should have done that. That would have been very cool. I do remember seeing those stands around where you could do that, pick from the magazines and everything. Um, I, I, yeah, I think he could come back for a short run, though. Carlito, definitely. I got a question for you. Okay. And I saw this floating around. I think, if it's not already published, shout out to SE SC Scoops as we're streaming on their YouTube channel. I know someone was going to write a column on SE SC Scoops about Logan Paul or Bad Bunny better celebrity wrestler.
1: Uh, I would probably take it's weird. Cause I, I think just like in ring in athleticism, I think I like mm-hmm. Logan Paul better, mm-hmm. but there's something about the way that like bad bunny sells. Yes. That it's just, I, I, I it, it amazes me a little bit. I mean, it, there's an obvious, obvious love for professional wrestling from him, mm-hmm. um, which maybe isn't there for Logan Pauls
0: you know, <clears throat> he's there to make money. <laughs> right. Whereas yeah, uh, bad bunny, you know, well, I guess Logan Paul, he probably doesn't really have to do it either, but like bad bunny is bigger than Logan Paul and he definitely doesn't have to do it. And he's still doing, I mean it, this for WWE talk about a gift that <laughs> this guy, the most streamed yeah. artist in the world wants to work a match for you. I mean, so yeah. So who you're taking bad bunny then.
1: I, yeah, I suppose Uh, there, there's still something a little bit, I don't know what the right word here is. There's something that bothers me about bad bunny. I can't quite put my finger on it. Like I said, I love the way he sells and there's an obvious love for professional wrestling, but yeah, he, he's still very small in that ring. And it looks like, I don't know, 50% of just the normal moves should be able to finish him off, Mm -hmm. uh, but I would probably choose him just because of the obvious love.
0: Pretty much the same reasons for me. I think clearly Logan Paul is better in the ring as an athlete, mm-hmm. but wrestling's all about star power. They're both stars, but Bad Bunny is a bigger star. To me, he the level of charisma he brings is just a little bit higher, and. I think in wrestling, just star power carries you, clearly. I mean, some of the biggest names in the history of wrestling were not great workers. Logan Paul's a pretty good worker for where he's at right now. Uh, but yeah, I w- I would go with Bad Bunny at this point. Um, at least Logan Paul isn't pushing the I must be a babyface thing anymore as the crowd booze the shit out of him. True. So he's got and, that he, going for him. And you know what? I, I just realized I I just need to stay on brand
1: for me uh Sweating. logan paul, yeah logan paul's a great sweater so <laughs> i'm gonna go with logan paul yeah especially uh, since i find it very hard to root for riddle these days and yeah he was kind of the goat sweater
0: in modern day pro wrestling speaking of riddle the six man i'm not gonna lie to you guys i mean oh, i had a pretty busy weekend i still really enjoyed watching this show um this one just the crowd wasn't into it, and it went too long. like 22 minutes, bloodline against uh, Owens, Riddle, and Zayn with the bloodline going over. I, I fell asleep. I'm not going to lie. I fell asleep during this match, and I haven't gone back and revisited it. <laughs> I,
1: I didn't fall asleep, but I was bored to tears during it. Absolutely yeah. bored to tears. I don't understand why they didn't put this one on earlier, unless they thought this feud was hotter than it actually was, or that there, this crowd would react to it that way.
0: Very odd too because you know, normally this is like the moment in the show where they put the cool down match, and mm-hmm. especially between Bad Bunny, which you knew was going to be hot, Cody, and Brock. And this had been like their hottest story going back for the last couple of years. And like, I couldn't have been less invested in it. This spot and, in, in between the street
1: fight and the main event, this seems like the perfect spot for that triple threat U.S. title match.
0: This is where yes. you put that. And it's a title match, so, like, yeah, it's your secondary title. I know the main event wasn't for a world title, but they're always in the world title picture. So, I mean, yeah, that would have been ideal, I think. But, yeah, because I fell asleep for a good portion of it, I don't have any deep thoughts on this one unless you do.
1: No, I I, I think it's a pretty big indictment on uh, how they've maybe flubbed this uh, feud a little bit.
0: Very odd how the bloodline and Owens and Zayn are on separate brands. Now I know they're the tag champions combined right now. And I guess, I guess they can float. Oh, until I do clarify I what's going to yeah, happen. I, was there. Say, I, I, I haven't mean,
1: heard any clarification.
0: This whole freaking split has just been so stupid. Yeah, but very odd. So yeah, that main event, Cody and Brock. Um, how well, the, okay. This? Yeah. They, they,
1: they kick things off with, with the underdog baby face cheating. Before the yes. bell even rings, he starts beating him with all the weapons. He does that stupid walk over to the steel steps. I don't know what the hell that was all about.
0: I want everyone joking about online. Yeah, yeah. That, that was embarrassing.
1: So that right off the bat, I was like, what are they doing? I, I, they're just making them look desperate. I don't feel mm-hmm. like they've built it up well enough for them to do this now. It's not like... A bunch of baby faces before him have done this same
0: thing, so I, yeah. I right off the bat, I, I was confused. Cody got a good pop coming out. I think I said in our Facebook thread at the time, nobody could make a bunch of Puerto Ricans scream for American imperialism quite like Cody Rhodes. <laughs> I guess <laughs> cheering for the red, white, and blue as we still to deny uh. we still deny them statehood and proper representation in our government. Anyways, we'll get off that. But uh, he did get a good, he did get a, a good pop coming out. But yeah, as you mentioned, this match was dying. I mean, for a crowd that had been so hot for this show, except for that previous match. I mean, my God, it, it stood out how dead quiet they were. And you got your baby face on offense and everything he was doing. There was zero reaction for really the crowd did not come alive until the blood. Well, got the blood, I, all of a sudden the crowd got into it and didn't go very long after that. It can't be shocking
1: because your big baby face cheated to start the match and yeah. then Brock basically dominated the entire middle portion and then, like you said, blood finally popped the crowd and your baby face who cheated had to like do a little sneaky package to win the match. I know it wasn't exactly a small package, but he rolled them up.
0: Yeah, I mean... He doesn't get much out of this victory. It makes sense. Yeah, Brock is like this bigger, way bigger guy. It's hard to believe that Cody can beat him. But that that's everyone on the entire freaking roster. Um, mm-hmm. So like, okay, he sneaks away with this victory. And then he like, like literally runs away. So at the start of the match, you had him cheating. At the end of the match, he's in banana peel finish barely beats Brock and then he runs away from him I mean what a way for your top baby face to act I I don't know man I know he still got a good pop on Smackdown and everything and when he came out here but they weren't really reacting to his audience and I keep wondering at the back of my mind how long till the crowd turns on Cody and I know a lot of people are online saying that's a stupid take look at this crowd's going crazy for him I don't think it's a stupid take I think this crowd is going to turn on him I don't know if it's going to be three weeks from now or three months from now or six months from now. But I don't think it's that much longer. Justin. I mean, it depends who he's paired against, but I think the, the super Uber over the top patriotic character is going to lose its luster after a while. And we said it on the show before, like he comes across very scripted which works better in WWE than in AEW where the crowd turned on him quicker. It's just totally different type Mm -hmm. of fan over there. But I think eventually it's, it is going to catch up to him. And again, this was one of the problems I had with him not going over at mania. And I think I said it at the time is like, if you want him to get that big response for winning, like it seems this is the time because if they wait on doing it, he might not have the fans behind him anymore. And he is to me as a viewer and boy watching this match, it sure felt like it feels like he has lost a ton of momentum since WrestleMania. Like the entrance might still go the pops and everything. That is exactly like, going to be my point. Other than the entrances that the promos are lame. What do you want to talk about? Okay. No. It was funny the first time, but like, is that really a leading line for every promo? Uh, I think, I think it's it's wearing thin. I think he's on thin ice right now. And I don't think he should be the world champion because that's not the story they're telling. But I think yet again, they made, I think not putting the title on him long-term was a problem because this, comf- this company needs to make new stars outside of Roman Reigns. And I'm not really sure what a long Roman Reigns title reign means other than rewriting the record book, which I don't know if the fans these days really care about that anyways. <laughs> so what are we doing here? We're just, we're just treading water with Cody Rhodes. And, uh, I don't know, man, we'll, we'll see what happens. I'm not confident.
1: You know, talking about the WWE loyalists who will push back against you and be like, Oh, like you said, listen, listen to that. Yeah. At the beginning of a song, everybody chants with that. That's how they base everybody as being over is how much do they sing along with their entrance music? You talk about Seth Rollins and LA Knight. Yeah, it's like that ain't over, people. Mm -hmm. Just because sing along does not mean you are over. My big question is, and I know it probably wouldn't work because the only reason we saw blood in that match is because Brock Lesnar can do whatever Brock Lesnar wants to do. But isn't Mm -hmm. that like even the exact almost the exact same match? Isn't it a thousand times better? If Cody was the one who's bleeding at the end. Yes. And, th- yes. and then he gets the sneaky win.
0: hmm Overcoming the injury.
1: Yeah. Yeah. For sure. So I don't know. So so I, I think I, I I put in the Facebook group that Brock was the one who came out of that match looking a hundred times better
0: than Cody does. Yeah, and I don't think they're watching did... it. Sorry, go ahead. No, 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 you go ahead. I was just gonna say, because if you're watching it, you come away thinking Brock Lesnar is the badass and he slipped up but like 9 times out of 10 he's going to kick this guy's ass yep that's what you would think watching it <laughs> and then and then he did it two nights later yes <laughs> once again he comes out and beats the shit out of him just like after wrestlemania and you're anyone watching this is like yeah cody's got to get lucky to beat this guy well if this is your next major star that maybe maybe unseats roman reigns someday like is that the opinion you should have this guy
1: That's that's what I'm curious about is how long this is going to go for. Is the next match going to be Cody's decisive win? Because you assume that has to be the end game of this feud. Is Cody getting a decisive win? Mm -hmm. But will they be able to pull the trigger on that before they've done irreputable damage? To your point already with maybe the crowd is not quite as into him as they were before. Like, Will the next match be Brock getting his win back? And then you have the tiebreaker where Cody probably gets the win in some 25-minute match.
0: Isn't... Yeah, I mean, WWE history tells me Brock's winning this match, and night of champions. <laughs> you know, and that's going to hurt Cody again because he, he yep. barely won. Then he's going to lose. Yes, he'll finally get the win in the third match whenever that happens. I mean, they don't have... After this, after Night of Champions in Saudi Arabia, I believe it, then it's like July 1st is Money in the Bank and then SummerSlam. So I guess they could do it at SummerSlam. I mean, you're talking, (laughs) we're three months from now at this point. So, uh, I mean, God willing, the plan is
1: Cody gets a decisive win at Night of Champions, wins Money in the Bank, mm -hmm. and challenges ahead of time Roman Reigns for the world titles the 1A and 1B world titles. I don't know how we're going to differentiate all these world titles that WWE has at SummerSlam.
0: All you know, he's going to come out in a a Ford or something at Ford Field, painted red, white, and blue for that big entrance. (laughs) Finally take the title from Roman. That's what they'll do. I, I agree. That's probably the ideal situation. To get to get you there, to have him go over at Money in the Bank, which you know apparently was the plan. I think at one point last year before his injury, they could do it here over at the O2 Arena over in the UK. And then yeah, a month later, SummerSlam in, in Detroit. Yeah, that that is ideal. I don't want to three see three matches, but then again, you got Brock Lesnar here. Is he gonna agree to lose two times in a row to Cody? I mean, Brock hasn't been winning big <sighs> matches lately. He needs he's probably gonna push back. He needs a win. Yeah. God, who was it? Was it Sean Ross Sap? talking? <clears throat> it was weird because like they were
1: talking about how important this win was for Cody, that he's the, it, was, it had all these caveat caveats. It's like, he was the first person in a non-title match singles match to beat Brock Lesnar since I think like triple H, I guess John Cena were the only other two to do it. It hasn't been done since like. 2016 or something like that, but it had all these caveats where it's like, okay, well, does it really mean anything? <laughs> right. C- certainly not with the way they laid that match out, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, yeah. Brock's history over the last couple of years is basically he beat Omas, of course, in mania brief match. Um, he lost by DQ to Lashley at Elimination Chamber. Um, obviously didn't win in the Royal Rumble. He beat lashley at crown jewel last november so like other than omas who everyone expected him to beat i mean he hasn't that wasn't really a big win he hasn't had a a good win i guess since lashley last november um he lost to roman before that at summerslam um he lost to roman at mania before that and then he beat austin theory i don't know that's a house show <laughs> he uh, he won the Elimination Chamber match in 2022. So basically, since Elimination Chamber, his only victory that really mattered much was the Lashley match at Crown Jewel in November of 22. That would be it. I
1: don't know. I I, I would assume that if there's any chance that Cody can win soon, is that you know Brock's been wrestling a lot. He's wrestled on every premium live event so far this year so maybe they say hey give us one more we're gonna write you a big old check at night of champions and then you can take the rest of the year off and we'll bring you back for wrestlemania season
0: yeah well i hope they can convince them because that would probably be the ideal situation given the lay lay of the land right now but yep we shall see all right so justin this uh this new wwe world title the the third world championship for this company <sighs> we talked C. about it on last week's show so i almost want to call it, it like 2c we got 1a <laughs> one 1b one and 2c yeah if you didn't hear last week's show go into the archives we ranted on this for a while um but we had two triple threats on raw cody versus the miz versus finn balor was one Seth versus Nakamura versus Damian Priest was the other. So if you didn't see Raw, you had Seth go over in the first one, which yeah, it, Nakamura just came back, but Seth seems like an obvious pick for this yeah. position. So I, I can't t- have any qualms with him winning that one. And then what happened in Cody and Miz and Finn was so predictable. I mean, I guess it's the right move given where they're going, but of course Brock came out and took out Cody. So he didn't have to win the match. You know, um, but he could, he was also protected because Brock attacked him out of the crowd, which is good because you don't want to see Cody win this title. That's just not the story they're trying to I tell agree. here. So every, I think I, everyone I, in our Facebook group had predicted that this was going to happen, but that's what happened. Brock took him out and Finn went over in the other triple threat to set up Finn and Seth in the main event. Go ahead.
1: I, I did think or I did wonder if it would have been better to have Brock interrupt uh, Seth and Cody. You know round two match let mm, let yeah. seth get let seth get one of his wins back but supposedly seth rounds is a baby face which the only the only reason i can see that he's a baby face is because the crowd sings along with his music yeah uh because he's still obnoxious like you know a heel
0: okay, the character does absolutely nothing for me at all Same. but a lot of the fans love to cheer that entrance theme so you know whatever <laughs> but he does nothing for me. I I won't really have a problem if he is the guy who captures this new title because he, the title is totally meaningless and nobody is going to buy it as a real world champion anyways.
1: Okay, well, he's going to be. He's going to be the mm-hmm. champ because mm-hmm. he's on Raw and mm-hmm. whoever he's competing against is a SmackDown guy and none of those guys look like inspiring picks. I mean, no. Jesus, in, in this entire thing, Austin Theory is the youngest person by a landslide. Everybody else has gotta be in their mid forties at least. This is embarrassing.
0: Yeah. I <laughs> that is. Yeah. I, Rollins defeated Balor in the main event, as you alluded to. It was a pretty good match, but to me, the result was never in doubt whatsoever. Yeah.
1: I liked the callback to their SummerSlam match, you know, with the the power bomb on the ring side. I don't know. What, you, what do you, what do you call that barrier? Yeah. That was cool,
0: but uh, didn't really care about it. Otherwise. Yeah. Calling back to the uh, creation of the universal title when they had to create another championship out of thin air. Yeah. So. And the crowd booed the shit out of it when they debuted that title. <laughs> yes, they did, but we don't le- learn from history here. Mr. Justin Joy. <laughs> it's always a good thing to have multiple world champions what has the last 20 years taught us anyways so uh, that's what happened on raw the only other thing i wanted to mention on raw did you see the trish stratus segment nope missed it good for you it was terrible oh no it was so bad oh my god well, <laughs> maybe, was it maybe? her or her delivery or what happened Yep, yeah, all of it oh no um, so she came out and she gave this promo and look, this is all scripted. So I'm only going to br- blame her for the, mat- I'm not going to blame her for the material solely, but she comes out, you know, and she runs down Becky Lynch again of like, you know, where is Becky? And she just hasn't been good at portraying a heel to me. Um, and then she talked about how Becky's kid is very dumb. I can't even remember what she oh, said. No. There was, there was some like landmark thing that, a two-year-old should be able to do and she was like that kid can't even do that it was embarrassing the delivery was real bad and then all of a sudden becky's theme comes on and she's like oh no she's not supposed to be here and then of course it was a fake out and becky wasn't there and then she cackled and nobody really reacted to that and then the theme came on again and she's like no no we were only supposed to do that once so then of course becky came out and attacked her but no. the whole the, the <clears throat> promo part was very bad Justin,
1: now real quick just to defend wwe that nobody reacted to that. They didn't react
0: to anything else. So, you know, <laughs> it's true. That is true. Yeah. Um, it wasn't good. So anyways, that that was raw. Uh, how, snack- how, wait, no, hold on hey, real quick. Did you see Dana Brooke come out? She's
1: all like posing. And then she tries to give some knuckles to some little kid who just didn't even move. And so she just <laughs> yeah. does it herself and goes back <laughs> to posing. <laughs> Yikes. I'm Good sorry Dana might not, might be time to retire.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, Seth Rollins will take on the winner of the Smackdown tournament at Night of Champions in Saudi here in a few weeks. Um so what we have scheduled on Smackdown is a triple threat between Edge, AJ Styles and Rey Mysterio and a triple threat between Bobby Lashley, Austin Theory and Sheamus and then, you know, just like on raw, those two winners on Friday night will go at it and whoever wins that will take on Seth. Um we can go predictions here. My prediction in the first match, Edge and AJ and Ray is AJ wins. And then I think in the other one, Sheamus, Lashley and Theory, um I'm not so sh- it doesn't really matter to me cuz I think it's going to be AJ that advances, but mm, I'll go with Sheamus, I guess, since he's a former world champion. Uh, I think they'll protect Theory and Sheamus maybe moves on, but I think I think it's be AJ and Rollins at Knight of Champions. What do you think?
1: God, I just don't like any of these options. I mean, Ray is the most over at all yeah. of them. I don't know mm-hmm. if maybe you give Edge one last run, but we've already seen Edge and Rollins how many times. I mean, Yeah, I, I, I would probably I would probably go Lashley. I, yeah, I mean, I, I get that. I but I would probably go Lashley because I feel like Rollins Lashley is not something we've seen a billion times.
0: I would like that. I would like that. I think. I guess, yeah. Work rate wise, AJ and Seth would have a pretty good match. Both former world champions. Mm-hmm. You know, you could say the same for Lashley though. Yeah, so would you could say too. the same for all of them except for Theory. Yeah, I. D- I don't think it really matters. I think Seth wins it. Yeah. And he's been, he has been very over with the crowd over the last couple of years. So he'll win the meaningless third world title. And maybe (laughs) they can play that up with Roman at some point and cross brands because God knows this brand split ain't probably ain't going to last long term, but well, you know, last week we set
1: the over under at six months for cross pollination. We were only off by six months. (laughs) Yes.
0: Yes. Oh boy. All right. Real quick, a little AEW, and then we're going to wrap things up. Um, we talked about the pre sale for All In at Wembley last week and the big time numbers the show was doing. And then Tony Khan tweeted out after the general on sale at, on Friday, they are at 60,000 sold. So, Justin. We talked last week, SummerSlam 92. I believe the paid was right around 79,000 and in the building a little bit more, more than, or maybe it was 78, in the building, seventy-nine, something like that. I don't remember. Right, just under 80,000. I don't have my notes in front of me. I think this show is going to get really damn close. I was talking to Liam O'Rourke about this. And I mm-hmm. think when a show gets this big, and especially as the summer drags on, there's going to be so much hype that people that are on the fence are going to want to go. I think when you get over 60,000 sold, it's just one of those things where it's like all right, I want to be there. I'll buy the $30 ticket or 30 pounds or whatever it is over there, you know. So, I think I think uh, I think they're going to get close to that 80,000. I don't know how many of them are going to be paid. Now, I do follow WrestleTix on their Patreon and he had said and I had tweeted this a couple of days earlier on our Twitter page, that looking at the map, it looked to me like they were probably close to 70,000. And he believes they're at 70,000 distributed, not necessarily sold. Some mm-hmm. of those are comps, maybe, you know, whatever else they have going on with that. But they've sold 60,000. I'm sure when they've legit sold 70,000, TK will be on Twitter bragging about it. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, but like, I think they're close to having 70,000 in the building right now. And so if they can get up to 78,000 sold, that'll be a hell of an accomplishment. But, you know, last week we talked about it and I said, boy, I don't want to say it's impossible, but it's a tall task. And then the next day I was regretting saying that when I saw the numbers after the on sale. I don't think it's out of the question now that they sell that many, to be honest with you, they still got almost four months. They don't have a single match announced. And they're over 60,000 right now. Well,
1: not not only do they have a single match announced, we have zero
0: direction for what matches could be on the card. We have no idea what we could see on there. And we only expect AEW to get hot throughout the summer based on the returns that are about to happen. Mm -hmm. And we talked last week about Double or Nothing, which sucks as a big show, but it almost feels like kind of just a stopgap show before the really good stuff starts Mm -hmm. happening in June. And then they're going to be build momentum all summer. They've already sold 60,000 tickets, maybe 70,000 distributed. This is going to be up there. It's going to be one of the top two UK shows of all time. And that is incredible for a company that's been around four years. It's exciting Uh, right here on the pod, I'm
1: going to demand that Liam has to do a review show with you.
0: That's got to happen. We got to get the live perspective. We're definitely gonna have Liam. Actually, that any on the of schedule. our friends who are gonna be there. All you guys, come on, come on the pod. Yeah, we got a huge following over in the UK. Any of we may get like six people on the stream. <laughs> Biggest top rope nation of all time. Yes. Uh so real quick Wednesday night. So as some of you are listening to this, maybe the show's already happened, or maybe you're listening to this Wednesday morning or afternoon and you're getting ready for dynamite, but they're running uh in Detroit. And they got a hell of a show scheduled for Wednesday night, Uh, (laughs) you know, so we can go through the card and talk about it. Justin, you pretty excited for tomorrow night? Yeah, I
1: mean, I'm going to be in mobile, so not like I'm going anywhere doing anything. (laughs) Have some ice in one hand. I'm just going to have an ice pack on my nuts and, you know, watching some wrestling.
0: (laughs) Well, you got the cage match with Omega Moxley. You got double Jeopardy. With Ray Phoenix and Claudio, which basically means, you know, if Phoenix is one half of the ROH tag champs and Claudio, um, RO, ROH world champ. Wait, do I got this right? ROH. Yeah. Yeah. He's ROH. Yeah. And so whoever, I'm trying to think of the rules, whoever wins gets a shot at the other person's title, right? Yeah. Yeah. Which that's he, what's going on.
1: Do you know what would be dope? I'm sure like if Claudio wins, it'll just end up being like Claudio and Yuta versus Lucha Bros. <laughs> But how yeah. freaking sweet would it be if like Chris Hero helps Claudio wins win Ooh. win the match and so it is yes. the, the kings
0: of pro wrestling against lucha brothers Oh man that would be so good. Yeah, they they haven't announced when this match will take place quite yet, but um Well, and we you know see. what? I I would assume Death
1: Before Dishonor maybe because uh Kingston's out For at least six weeks if Mm -hmm. not maybe longer because he's getting hernia surgery or or surgery or something so you know i had assumed that claudio and eddie was going to be the feud over the summer but maybe they delay that a little bit now
0: yeah yeah we also got uh international title orange cassidy daniel garcia We've got Anna Anna J taking on Julia Hart, no holds barred match. We've got the World Trios title match between House of Black and Best Friends and Bandito. So they got a they got a stacked card, and they've been going all in, of course, on the cage match. And so they're hoping to pop a good rating. And I will be tuning in live for sure. I mean, it can't be understated
1: how big of a feud or how important of a feud Omega and Moxley is to AEW. Like I, mm. I'm I. I am shocked that they're doing this in a steel cage, kind of out of nowhere. Like I know they've been they've been feuding for a while, but it doesn't feel like it's built to a steel cage. So I'm expecting something big to come out of this.
0: Yeah, agree. So I'm I am intrigued. I am definitely looking forward to it. I know that they have I think there's still tickets available, but they've sold a good amount of the seats for this show. I was scrolling on WrestleTix trying to find the last update on this. I do know there's a lot of tickets out for double or nothing this year. That that house is nowhere close yeah, to what we saw surprising. in Vegas last year. Which, yeah, the crowd is or the the card is pretty weak at this point for that one. So yes, indeed. Anything else you wanted to hit on? I'm still trying to find this attend this uh ticket sold for dynamite, but anything else that we haven't hit on tonight, Justin? Not that I can. F- Think of no. Looks like Dynamite has they're set up for eight thousand, and they've sold about sixty five hundred. So there's still about fifteen hundred seats. It's a good sized building, the uh, Little Caesars Arena. So get out there if you're in Michigan. It should be a good show. So, anyways, I don't really have anything else, Justin. We hit a lot of topics in a quick amount of time, sir. Yeah, I think I'm all set over here. I I, I feel
1: the beginnings of my second cold in three weeks. Oh, so that's no. awesome. That ain't good. That that's I'm why I'm getting that's why I'm getting snipped, everybody. When when you have <laughs> more than one kid in your
0: household, you're you're just you're going through every single germ that's out there. Ain't that the truth. That's why we didn't do a show a few weeks ago because I had a really bad cold. I don't don't get one again, but well, at least we got this show in early this week. Uh, We'll be back probably the middle, probably the normal time next week, next Thursday. So stay tuned for that. Of course, subscribe on Patreon.
1: We're going to have to wait to pod until I can actually sit down on a, on a hard wooden (laughs) stool
0: for, you know, more than 10 minutes. Yes, got to got to protect the family jewels. So, in the meantime, we got over a hundred bonus shows, Patreon.com/slash Top Rope Nation, and of course the upcoming Super Brawl One show that will be a lot of fun. And uh, you can check out AWA Wrestle Rock '86 in the archives, our most recent Top Rope Nation classics. So, with that said, for Justin Joint, I'm Ryan Drosty. Follow us on social media. The show's at Top Rope Nation. Pretty much everywhere podcasts are found you can find me at ryan Drosti, d-r-o-s-t-e justin joint at justin joint J L Y N T. join the facebook group top rope nation pro wrestling discussion and we'll be talking to you in a little bit over one week take care everybody and have a great weekend peace